A very good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining. We are in the third session of the Parenting Chabura on the topic of personal legacy. What do you and your family represent? And I'd like to explore this in a very practical way. And after my comments, to really invite everyone to explore it as you see it applies to you. And the idea that we're working with is that when you have a specific Mida character trade value, and you really carry it through on all levels of what your family represents, it becomes you, and it becomes the children, and it becomes your family. And like we learned the lesson from farming, what you plant is what you get. If you plant tomatoes, you're going to end up with tomatoes, not with cucumbers. We want to plant what we really want to reap. And one of the interesting things that we find from the Mepharshim is that the value that we have for a mitzvah is defined by the greatest we've ever sacrificed for the mitzvah. I'll get to that in a second. And number two, the thing that I'm willing to stop everything else for. So for example, uh, keeping traditional for a moment, davening in shul, is important to me, whether we're talking about Shabbos, we're talking about the weekday, whatever. The event that was the most challenging to me, it was a snowstorm, it was really hard. And that's when I went and did it, that defines how important that thing is to me. The example that I love to give in interpersonal relationships is a husband who always buys his wife a dozen roses for her birthday. And her birthday happens to be in February. So on the year that there's a snowstorm and he still manages to somehow get her a dozen roses for her birthday defines how important that gift is to him. The second comment was, what is it that you'll truly stop everything else in order to make it happen? During davening, for the sake of Kaddish, just stop. No, I'm busy. I'm still doing my Shir Shalyom. I'm catching up on Karbonos. This is Kaddish. This is long live the king. Just stop. Follow along. Answer Amen. Right? What is it that you stop everything else? Your child's on the phone. He, she says it's urgent. What do you do? So 
the greatest thing that you've ever interrupted in your life is the definition of how important that is to you. Child needs to be shuttled to practice, whatever the practice is. Choir, soccer, I don't know what's in, right? What are you willing to manipulate in your scheduling to make that happen? Medical care. Now let's talk values that a person is trying to create in their family. Communication. Person decides that our family is into communication. When we have a problem, we talk it through. We know how to have a conversation. When there's a new person around, we know how to greet them. We know how to make small talk and make people comfortable. We're just, when it comes to communication, that's our thing. Okay. Let's play that out at a Shabbos table, for example. Now, a Shabbos table could be a lot of different things to different people. We have a anecdote associated with the yeshiva community in Lakewood. At the Rosh Hashiva's home, the discussion is just an extension of the base Medrash. And the Rebbitzin loves it. The Rebbitzin tells people, we haven't had such a good Yuvama's man in many, many years. She's so happy. That is an expression that Torah study and the base Medrash is what we're all about. And that's, that's what matters, right? If you, on the other hand, are a communication legacy. How would that translate into the way you run your Shabbos table? Certainly, allowing the conversation to flow, allowing different people to have the limelight and express what happened to them this week, making sure that Parsha sheets are not the ultimate test and standoff, but rather their moments to showcase the positive, that the cup is half full, even if it's only a quarter full. But there's so much good, even if the partial sheets might sometimes, I have one child that comes home with very ambitious uh, partial sheets. If they know the answer to all 40 questions, whoa. So I tell them, pick two that you want to share. What is the goal? If we're into communication, another example, if a child comes to us with something they did wrong, if you're into communication, your primary response is, Thank you for sharing. 
the fact that now I know that you did something wrong and I'm going to have to punish you. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if my driving essence is communication, then communication was served. Other topics. A family might represent embracing all Jews. Come on, guys, we're all Jews and just, just, just love people. Just be good with people. Why are we always clobbering each other? You know, the joke, they tell a chassid who comes into the room, you know, oh, I met somebody, probably a friend of yours. He was dressed just like you and, and his name. And, and he says, oh, we're very different. He wears white socks. I wear black socks. Okay. <laughs> right. So you have your choice. What do you want your family to represent? Now, I agree the goal of embracing Jews is a delicate one, because we do. But in what way? Um, unfortunately, there are some Jews that philosophically are the antithesis of what we're trying to share with our children as Torah families. Eh, okay. It doesn't stop us, though, from being supportive and friendly and chesed and all kinds of opportunities that we are able to collaborate. A person has to find the boundaries for their family. This is not our focus tonight. You will choose your boundaries, your goals. But if you do choose this topic, then, for example, at the very least, other Jews who are poor or less socially graced, they have a place in our lives. At the very least, Jews that have different minhagim or different styles or different backgrounds, they have a place in our life. And if a person wants that to be their family legacy, we will purposely go out of our way in order to expose, interact, and embrace Jews of different types. Just go ahead and do that if that's what you want your family to be. One of my father's aunts, Zechrono Levracha, Aunt Molly, would stop at the local hospital on her way home. Every day, the bus would stop by the hospital. She would get off there. She would do 45 minutes, an hour of Bikur Cholim, and then go home. I'm not saying that's her only legacy, but that's, that's humongous. And if Bikur Cholim is something you want your family to be. There's something that develops that's very powerful when you step out of what's considered normal and you go the extra mile for someone, Bikur Cholim, visiting the sick. It's normal. 
because that's who I am. What do you mean? That's our mitzvah. That's our family mitzvah. We make chicken soup for everyone. And we go to the hospitals and the nursing homes and the rehab centers. And that's what we do. And we gather other people to join with us. And you give a call to somebody. Can you be my partner tonight? I'm going Beaker Cholim. It's your mitzvah. It becomes normal. I was thinking to myself, you know, Shalom Bayis. Not just talking about Shalom Bayis, me and my spouse. But if Shalom Bayis is important, and it becomes your family legacy, so it's perfectly normal if you eat Shabbos meal by somebody as you're leaving the house, you might say, so nice of you to invite us. We hope to reciprocate. And by the way, if you and your spouse ever want to go out for an evening or something, we'd love to babysit. Just give us a call. We just believe that Shalom Bayis is so important for everyone that we'd love to give you that gift. To be thinking, I guess, out of the box, how we can really embody whatever it is that we consider a value that can really be our family legacy. Two more examples, if I may. A family that wants to represent learning new things in Torah, in worldliness. So go ahead and do it. And it becomes so normal if that's, your, that's what you do. You're always going to a new shear. You're always trying to learn something new and exposing and embracing new ideas. It's Shemitah this year. One attitude is, you know, it'll be gone in 12 months. Why bother learning it? And the other attitude is, wow, it's Shemitah. This is the opportunity. It's so relevant. Going on family trips to see new things, just to see the world, to understand, to have hobbies, to create a brain attitude that embraces new situations instead of closing them down. Meeting new people. I'm sure we all know people like this, that they're just, they're always excited to meet new people. I think Pesach Krohn is the most public figure that fits this bill. He's always excited to have a new story, a new, and he's ready to document it and get all the details and call everybody that can shed light on the story because it's something new. And a final example, which really, really useful and practical. If you have as a family legacy, a personal decision not to get angry, not to raise your voice between friends, in the family setting, in parenting, to just 
train ourselves. I mean, we all know that screaming, except for when it's specific, strategic reason why you raised your voice to make a point, but, but in general, almost always, raising our voices doesn't help anyone. Doesn't help us, doesn't help the situation, doesn't make our point better heard. You have a family legacy. We don't raise our voice. It's interesting, when I was in yeshiva in Passaic, we once had a visitor who remembered the Rosh Hashiva from when he was really young, high school based medrash. And he said to us, one of the most remarkable things about the Rosh Hashiva, he never raised his voice. He was very knowledgeable, very opinionated, very determined never raised his voice. If he was going to best you in an argument, even as a teenager, he just, he made his points again and again until he got his points. Never raised his voice. To actually, it doesn't come naturally necessarily, but to practice. Ma'anerach, the words of Shlomo HaMelech, a soft response, a wise response, a determined response is among the most powerful and effective. So I think I'm sharing a number of, you know, general ideas. My real point is to develop a style so that anybody can pick a specific value that you think speaks to you, might already be a family legacy from parents or grandparents, but something that you, in your family setting, feel you can stand for and impart. And I invite you to share your thoughts on my suggestions, and certainly I encourage you to share your own thoughts and if you'd like to invite others to suggest how it can be done, uh, feel free to do that as well.